welcome to Psych Insight, a mental health podcast. We believe that you have everything you need inside of you to overcome any obstacle. We empower you to take control over what direction you want your life to go in by facilitating personal insight on your behaviors and relationships. So get ready to unlock your full potential and tap into your authentic self. Keep on listening. Hey everyone, welcome to Psych Insight. My name's Kaylin. And I'm Miriam. And for today's topic, we're going to talk about, is psychotherapy right for you? So before we get started, we do want to make a disclaimer. This podcast is not meant to be any form of therapy. It's only meant to be a psychoeducational tool for you guys. So by the topic, you guys are probably wondering, what is psychotherapy? So psychotherapy is a form of treatment aimed at relieving emotional distress and mental health problems. Um, It often involves examining and gaining insight into life choices and difficulties faced by individuals, couples, or families. So for us, we're being trained as marriage and family therapists. So we're taught to think relational, meaning how people in your life, such as family, shape who you are. Because of this, we often look at generational patterns. Our therapeutic approach is basically based on the idea that we need mutually satisfying relationships with others for our emotional well-being. So now you guys are probably wondering, like, when do I know it's time to go to therapy? When do I know it's time for me to, like, seek help from a professional? So even people without mental disorders and strong support systems can benefit from therapy at some point in their lives. The signs that therapy might be helpful aren't always obvious. Some signs that you guys can... uh, take a look at in your own life it's if you're currently experiencing prolonged periods of anger sadness or anxiety if you're struggling with relationship conflicts or communication problems if you're coping with specific painful events it could be COVID-19 the death of a loved one breakups loss of job or even if you're struggling with questions of identity or self-esteem Therapy can be both short or long-term, depending on your needs. So now, if you feel depressed, overwhelmed by your daily life, or you simply are unable to connect with people around you, you have stopped doing things that you usually enjoy doing in the past, or you're even like self-isolating. All of these signs are that that you need therapy and that you should seek out help. In addition, one sign that you should always be on the look for is if you are realizing that you have been overreacting to small stepbacks or you're feeling stuck or mentally fatigued. Awesome, awesome. So Again, so we're going to be talking now just about different types of therapists and treatment in general. So there are different types of psychotherapists. Um, All therapists need a master's degree or higher. 
Um, someone that has a PhD or PsyD after their name would mean that they have a doctorate. Um, this could be a psychologist. All psychologists has to have to have a PhD or PsyD next to their name. Or, a, or for example, um, a doctor of marriage and family therapy, they would have a PhD or PsyD next to their name. Um, also, so hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist, uh, it's actually not therapy. Um, it's actually, it's basically just a tool. So also know that only people training that have been trained in clinical hypnosis can treat mental illness. Um, and there are many people out there saying that they can, you know, help with major anxiety and depression and things like that. But just be aware they need to have specialized training for that. Yeah, so it's great that, you know, you took the first step uh, to seek out help. But something very important that Kaylin is mentioning is to look at the credentials of that mental health professional that you are seeking out help from and to see if they're able to provide the treatment that you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then therapy, just so you guys know, it's called counseling, psychotherapy. Miriam, is there anything else it's called? I'm not. I think that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and again, so there's a lot of different reasons why someone might go out and seek therapy. Sometimes you can come in knowing your goals, but there are also other times someone might have no idea. And this is especially true for me. I found out like working with teenagers. I mean, they're coming into their own identity. So they really, they're trying to kind of essentially find themselves, I guess. So um, they really don't know their personal identity that well, a lot of them. So they might be trying to figure it out on the way during treatment. Um, but it is good to know, you know, if you have some inclination of what changes you want, and then the therapist can give you a better idea of what your goals might be. And then um, just overall provide you know, um, a good treatment plan so you have the outcome you're wishing. Also, uh, therapists, they're essentially just, you know, we're they're just a guide. So we offer support. We might ask different questions. We help by providing you with the tools you need to understand and overcome your challenges. Mm-hmm. And that that Kaylin points out, it's something very important because there's often the misconception of, you know, the therapist is supposed to, like, fix you and fix everything and the reality is that we don't have like magic wands that we can make your problem go away and we therapy is definitely not a magic pill and the work definitely lies upon the person going to therapy and not the therapist yeah so again therapy is not a quick fix um and it can be really hard i know for me it was it's hard in therapy sometimes because i'm someone that's I can be tend to be more solution focused. So like, I want things done quick, like I want to get, you know, I want to find out as much as I can about myself, like in, in that 50 minutes. So it can be hard, like it's a process, it's not an overnight thing. So that's something to keep in mind, uh, especially between a therapist versus a coach, it's way different, it's um, more timely. So um, some people don't like therapy because you have to work harder too than the therapist. Uh, essentially, you're doing a lot of the talking. Um, we only see you about, you know, 50 minutes a week. So you're going to have to go out into the real world and apply the tools that you have learned. So 
it's not definitely not always easy the variable you know of therapy if it's going to be beneficial or not a lot of it the variable comes down to the person you know that's sitting in front of us is the client willing to put in the work are they willing to be fully transparent so we can dive deep into you know what's ca causing these underlying issues um are they willing to do the homework outside of you know therapy or we call them experiments i don't I do anyways. I don't like calling them homework because I hate homework. But um, so, yeah, are they willing to put in the work? Yeah, the reality is, and this is something that we often have to remind clients, is that the whole work and therapy lies on their shoulder. We're merely here as facilitators, but they are the ones that need to make the change. And we're just there to facilitate that conscious change and to be able to give clients the resources and the tools that they need to get insight on their own behaviors and their own lives. Yeah, exactly. So, and then also, so there's different types of therapists. Again, psycho psychologists, marriage and family therapists. Again, marriage and family therapists, they're more relational. Uh, psychologists can... Uh, they have more in-depth knowledge about clinical disorders um, than a marriage family therapist. Mm -hmm. So if you're suffering from a severe mental disorder, I definitely would prefer going to or recommend going to a psychologist rather than maybe a marriage family therapist. Um, also, there's different, again, there's different types of therapists. There's some that are more direct. Uh, there's some people, some therapists that do a lot more processing. Everybody does things a lot differently. So if you're someone that likes to talk to get, you know, um, clarification on things, you know, you definitely would want to go to someone that's more of a talk therapist um that does more talk therapy um for me like i personally like psychoanalytic therapy because it brings um up your unconscious your repressed emotions your uh repressed experiences it can bring a lot of things you're not aware of to the surface and it can you know they notice a lot of patterns um or for if you have like some severe anxiety right a lot of it's cognitive so you might want to go see someone that you know specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy um there's all different types of therapists um also when uh recognizing if you're progressing in therapy this is another thing to be aware of some therapists might do rating scales to see how you're doing some people might some therapists might ask you some therapists you know might not even ask you depending honestly on the therapist so it's good to know like what you are in control of during the therapy session you you know if something doesn't sit well with you if you're not if that topic you don't think is going to be beneficial bring it up you know mm -hmm. if if um you're not sure where you're at if you're improving or not that's another thing to bring up um in therapy yeah those are all really really good points because at the end of the day it's you and you're the one that wants to gain that change and make that change in your life so you should be um self-advocating and telling the therapist what are the things that you need and asking about your progress and also reporting the progress that you're making or maybe the step backs that you're having um and for me i kind of wanted to share too what's my approach um at least for me i tend to stay very like person-centered um meaning that i um 
tweak my treatment plan depending on the client specifically and what they actually i think that's really important to discuss mm-hmm. too um going to a therapist that is not solely gonna base you know be based on one mm-hmm. theory um it's good to know a bad from a good therapist i mean if if something's not working right and they're continuing mm-hmm. to do the same type of therapy and they're not willing to be creative um, that's a sign you're probably seeing a bad therapist exactly that's why i really enjoy a person-centered approach because um i can quickly you know act on my feet and like change my treatment approach depending on the client and their presenting problems specifically and good that you mentioned that too about how you when do you know that you're seeing a bad therapist so like what are the signs um aside from that from the therapist keep sending you you know the same coping skills that are not working for you or they're you know kind of like hitting um the same wall over and over again and you're not seeing change that's a big one another one is if you're seeing that your therapist is like constantly talking about themselves and making it about themselves that's another sign um if you're feeling that you need to hide things from your therapist or that you need to prove to your uh yourself to your therapist that's another sign because the therapy room should be a room where you feel comfortable and vulnerable to be your true and authentic self it shouldn't be a room where you need to prove who you are to your own therapist i mean i i mean i get in the beginning you might be a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you're building rapport getting to know but after a long period of time and you're still not feeling comfortable like that's definitely there's something wrong Mm -hmm. yeah so um now i we're gonna just move on to what's coaching versus therapy so you know generally speaking coaching it's more focused on helping you achieve your goals why psychotherapy tends to have more of a past and present focus the focus um and psychotherapy is more on healing from the past becoming aware of these unconscious uh emotions repressed experiences things like that while the focus in coaching is more on getting you to where you wish to be next right um coaching also remembering that it's unregulated so it's important to really get to know who you would be working with i know you know some amazing coaches but there are coaches out there you know just like there's bad therapists that don't do their own inner work that they they really don't have the skill set to be helping you and they might just be out there you know to be getting money so just really getting to know and see seeing you know their work if they're credible or not um before getting with a coach because or therapist because again these these people can do harm if they're not trained mm-hmm. properly yeah so something important to know too about coaching is that these um they're not regulated you know for us as you know future psychotherapists and all therapists they need to be licensed um or if they're not licensed they're usually supervised they need to be supervised by somebody that is licensed and there's a set of standards and law and ethics that we need to follow um and those standards you know might not be um what some coaches follow because they're not said there's not like a board regulating what these coaches do or don't do um as coaches yeah um also coaches they definitely have some aspects you know that are similar to therapists like coaches they use therapeutic tools right so like cognitive behavioral therapy tools uh neuro linguistic uh pr- 
neuro-linguistic programming, whereas a therapist, they will go deep into the past to find unconscious patterns. Uh, they're not just using the tool, like tools. Um, so yeah, basically coaches, they use these tools to um, really tackle mostly the present and the future. Um, if a coach feels like they need to touch on the past, you know, they will touch on the past, but they'll do it more briefly than a therapist would. Um, and their coaches are usually just doing this to kind of overcome uh, some present and future stuff that you guys are currently working on. Whereas, again, therapists usually see people that are coming in with uh, mental illnesses, deep traumatic events that they mm -hmm. experienced, addiction, um, again, mental illness that affect their daily functioning. Um, so again, someone with a master's degree or higher, um, and, you know, clinically has extensive knowledge on how to support someone that has trauma. So definitely as a coach, you wouldn't go back and fully dive deep into someone's traumatic experience, right? If you don't know how to um, not re-traumatize them. Uh, so, you know, therapists, they're trained to work through it without re-traumatizing. If you don't understand how trauma affects the brain and you're trying to heal someone from a disorder or mm -hmm. trauma, it can really do more harm than good. Um, so if a coach is working with someone and, you know, again, needed to brush up on the past to overcome the present future, um, some serious things might come up, right? So, um, that might affect them really negatively. So as a life coach, uh, they morally need to recommend that person to a therapist, especially if there's any major safety concern, um, such as wanting to hurt themselves or others, or they're finding out that they actually are, they do have a major disorder. Um, so that doesn't mean you have to start stop coaching them, right? It just means you know, you, they need to, you need to give them a referral to see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, so another example would be if someone had a severe alcohol addiction, right? That's a mental illness. You wouldn't want to be coaching someone that has a severe, a severe mental illness without them seeking, um, proper treatment for that mental illness on top of the coaching. Mm-hmm. So again, if someone has a mental illness where they're unable to do things, um, you know, they're unable to function normally on a daily basis, then definitely need to seek out a therapist. Uh, coaches are there to just, you know, provide life skills and a new way of thinking. And I don't mean to say just, but because they do a lot, but it's just uh, for any mental illnesses, you know, definitely have them seek out a therapist as well. Yeah, some signs that you can be looking for as a coach and some of the signs that you might be like okay uh let me check if my client has these signs to like refer them to a therapist kind of like a baseline are some of the signs that we discussed at first you know when we uh first started uh this podcast today so some of those signs might be um if you see that your client has prolonged periods of anger sadness anxiety um, they're not able to regulate their emotions well. Um, if something sudden and tragic happened in their life where they don't have ne the necessary skills to cope with it. So for example, they lost a loved one. They even had like an extreme breakup, breakup or like a loss of job. 
Um, all of those might be signs that you might need to refer them out to um, a therapist and especially to look out for um, depressive symptoms. Sometimes they might be not as obvious as you would think, you know, not crying spells or things like that. Um, but they might be like very superficial. Like you started noticing that your client was engaging before in activities that they love doing, such as going to the gym or maybe painting or whatever it is that they love doing. And then all of a sudden they started retrieving themselves from those activities or retrieving themselves socially before they used to hang out with their friends a couple of times a week and now they're just staying at home alone those are all signs that they probably have a deeper issue and that might you might need to refer out to a professional a mental health professional to treat them right and another thing that comes up for me is someone that has a severe personality disorder right mm -hmm. and they're in a in a coach is coaching them on you know how to maintain healthy relationships right if someone has a severe borderline personality disorder or other personality disorders and you don't understand that personality disorder it's almost gonna be like i feel like you know, running into a wall because you're going to have to tackle that underlying personality disorder for mm -hmm. them to and understand it before you can able to treat them right or, or come up with a good coaching uh, plan for them. Yeah. So. And that's so important, too, because like personality disorders are so tricky and they're sometimes not even perceivable, perceivable, even by like the trained eye, like even like experienced therapists often have t uh, trouble treating people with personality disorders and they often choose not to um, because of what it entails and how difficult it is and how um, much time it takes and how draining it can be to treat people with personality disorders. Yeah, so if you're a coach, do the extra work, you know, to be an ethical you know, they're, I mean, ethical coach, because look up personality disorders, look up all these disorders. So you understand when it's time to refer out or, um, or even maybe time to just, you know, this is not the right time to mm -hmm. coach them. And it's, it's not about pride at all. Like even us as like future therapists, it's our ethical duty to refer out if we feel like it's either not in the our scope of competence or that we feel that we might be creating more harm than good with this client or we feel that we honestly don't have the necessary skills to treat this specific client the way that they need to be treated, then it's our legal an ethical duty to be like okay i honestly can't keep seeing you because x y and z and then just refer out that's the right thing to do yeah so now I, we want to move into like who are people that are just like not coachable or not able to be in therapy so first like with coaching if they're severely reactive when gaining insight that that can be a sign right or maybe someone that keeps keeps continuing and continuing to miss appointments even after you've already talked to them about it and made new arrangements or maybe someone um are they keep continuing to make severely poor decisions maybe even right before you were talking to them about how to make that decision they still made a very severe bad decision um or maybe they're just not following through on the things um they that you're asking them to do outside of coaching right 
What about therapy? What do you have to say about? I feel like um, everyone is fit to therapy, but everything depends on where they are at in life mm-hmm. and if they're ready to start therapy or not. Because that's a big question. Like, are you ready to start therapy? Are you ready to do the work? Because if you're going to make an appointment to like go to therapy, but you're not ready to like receive everything and to be open with your therapist about your struggles and to do the work because like Caitlin mentioned before like therapy is usually only like one hour a week you do most of the work on your own I mean you do the entire work on your own the therapist is only there to facilitate they're not there to do the work for you so um I feel like if you're not ready to do the work Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you, that's for like coach mm-hmm. or th- you know or a therapist. If the client isn't ready to mm-hmm. do the work and put in the work, then it's just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. And as a therapist, you know, I've gotten um as a therapist in training, I've got it to the point where like I've been like, you know what, we need to hit pause right now, and I can't keep seeing you ethically because we're just meeting weekly, and you're not using this time for anything, and it's unethical for me to continue seeing you if um we're not getting anything you're not getting anything out of sessions and i'm not helping you in any way whatsoever because you're not ready to be in therapy right now or for example clients who have drug addictions or alcohol addiction um in order to be able to do therapy they don't need to be sober 100 percent, but they need to be functional and if they are not functional on a day-to-day basis they're not going to be able to do therapy mm-hmm. i can't have a client yeah. sitting in in the room like high or drunk um it just doesn't work so i think uh even the decision to start therapy it takes a lot of like internal work to not only acknowledge that you want to go to therapy but also realize um that you need to put in the work and that you are ready and be like okay i'm ready to receive all of this mm-hmm. well this is everything we have for today um i hope that we hope that you guys got from this podcast a lot of helpful information about psychotherapy mm-hmm. and kind of the difference between psychotherapy and coaching and maybe a little bit of insight of which one might be the best for you we also want to point out that um All of this that we discussed today is very general. Um, We uh, shared our point of view um, from how we've gotten educated so far in the field and limited to what we've learned so far. And uh, so that means that, you know, you guys need to remember to do your own research um, and not to take everything that we say or that you read out there very black and white um if you're looking for a therapist or a coach or whatever is the right fit for you do your own research of what uh treatment is best and what therapist is best for you depending of your presenting problem depending on your personality to be honest um and if that's the right fit for you and don't give up until you find it it's so hard to find a good fit for a therapist it's actually really hard so don't give up until you find um what you need in order to make that conscious change and um be better 
Well, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, please don't forget if you have any questions, you need clarification on anything that we talked about today, or perhaps you need more information or you want to request a specific topic for us to talk about, you can email us directly at our email. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram too to keep up on us. And tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Thank you guys. Bye.